Jack Dorsey exits Twitter. What is up with the Omnicron variant? MicroStrategy buys more Bitcoin and El Salvador buys the dip. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. What is up? How is it going? My name is Luke Donay, and my, oh my, what a day in the markets. Seeing a little bounce across the entire market, really. You have the Dow Jones up 304 points, S&P 500 up 69, and the NASDAQ up 298. What is leading the market higher today? Well, you know exactly what is leading the market higher today. It's technology up 2.25%. Utilities right behind it up 1.52%. And in third place, real estate up 1.34%. Every single sector in the market today in the green. So a pretty solid day overall. A nice little rebound after that major decline on Friday. Now, what is leading the market higher today? Why is the market moving to the upside? Well, first off, we just came off of a pretty darn solid thousand point drop, really, on the Dow Jones. A pretty solid drop within the market for a single day. In fact, a half day at that in all these COVID fears that were building and being simplified and in some cases being solved throughout the weekend. And we're going to get into that because a lot has come out over the weekend on Omicron that we definitely have to cover. But first, I want to talk about Twitter. I want to talk about Jack Dorsey resigning from Twitter this morning. That's big news, as we all know. Investors have been wondering, you know, really is Jack Dorsey in the position he's in the best move or was in um, being CEO of both Twitter and Square? Was that the best decision for the company Twitter? Um, And at the end of the day, I think not only Jack Dorsey, not only the board over at Twitter, not only management as a whole and investors came to the realization that Twitter should probably have its own CEO, but Also, Jack Dorsey, he must move on to bigger, better things, it seems. And that's kind of the vibe I got out of the statement he released. He believes that Twitter is going to be able to do perfectly fine and has a lot of issues to solve and has a lot of, at the end of the day, advancement to do in the years to come with their own platform. But to take a look at what Jack Dorsey said, he said, quote, I've decided to leave Twitter because I believe the company is ready to move on from its founders. Now, the stock initially jumped on this information. In fact, at one point, it was up over five points on this news, and it came right back down after being halted throughout the day. It's kind of died out. The stock is now down 80 cents, and that's really a surprise because investors have been wanting Jack Dorsey to exit the company and for a new CEO to come in. So, Jack Dorsey, he's going to remain the CEO of Square. That will be his core focus, and he will remain on the board of Twitter um, up until that term expires in 2022. So, definitely something to take note of there. Now, who is going to be taking over for Jack Dorsey? Well, Parag Agrawal. Um, I believe I pronounced that correctly. If I did not, I apologize. He was the chief technology officer over at Twitter, and he will be taking over as CEO behind him who will be filling his position the salesforce president and coo brett taylor will become chairman of the board over there at twitter succeeding patrick pichetti um a former google executive who will remain on the board as chair of the audit committee so some very interesting stuff coming out of twitter uh so really chairman of the board replacing um over there also so you got a lot of big stuff happening at twitter when it comes to the board 
board management and all what's going on. Congrats to Prague Agrawal. Once again, I apologize if I did not pronounce that correctly. Either way, moving away from Twitter in that big news, maybe a buying opportunity mixed in there, by the way. Let's take a look at Omicron. What's going on with this Omicron variant and what in the world do we need to take note of? So over the weekend, we get some more details on the Omicron variant. And according to South African officials, the symptoms, well, they're quite mild, more mild, maybe more mild than even maybe the Delta strain. But the symptoms are much different. So that's something to take note of. Also, you take a look at what the U.S. did on Friday, and once again, they put those travel bans on for countries like South Africa and several others. Uh, Seven other Southern African nations also had a travel ban put on by the United States. You also saw Japan, the U.K., Israel, and other countries put these travel restrictions on. Now, where has this strand been detected? It's been detected in Canada. It's been detected in the U.K. It's been detected in Hong Kong, Israel, um, some other EU countries so it's definitely a lot to pay attention to there where is this thing spreading because what we do know insofar is that this new Omicron variant does spread faster but the symptoms seem to be mild and we have yet to know if the vaccine works well on this variant we do not know that officially yet and that's going to be something to pay attention to but the more information we get the more it seems that this variant is much more mild than previously expected now we did get some commentary out of President Joe Biden day when it comes to this and what the United States is aiming at and he said quote if people are vaccinated and wear their mask there's no need for lockdown he went on to say that there would be no new travel restrictions. So that sent some of the airline stocks actually moving to the upside. We got some commentary out of Fiverr, uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla also today. And he has a very high confidence, according to him, that their COVID treatment pill that is up and coming will also work on the Omicron variant. He also said that Pfizer has already started work on a new vaccine that should work on the Omicron variant. So that's very interesting as well. So we have some medical work being done already on this Omicron variant. They're on it. You take a look at what the World Health Organization said on the Omicron variant. They came out with this paper and they said that Omicron, quote, poses a very high risk, global risk, um, and the likelihood of further transmission is high. Higher. So definitely have to pay attention to that. They released that statement on Sunday. And then finally, we got some commentary out of a big time investor, Bill Ackman. So Bill Ackman put out a tweet, a few tweets actually, on the Omicron variant, and he went on to say, quote, while it is too early to have definitive data, early reported data suggests that the Omicron virus causes mild to moderate symptoms, less severity, and is there transmissible, or is more transmissible. He goes on to say, if if this turns out to be true, this is bullish, not bearish for the markets. So, Bill Ackman went on to say that he believes um, this, you know, Omicron variant, being more mild, even though it spreads faster, is still bullish for the markets because at the end of the day, that means we probably won't have all these major lockdowns and we won't see more lockdowns and the market won't, all this fear won't build in essence. People won't be expecting another major economic hit due to the pandemic. And he went on to clarify actually that he believes it's bullish for the equity markets. He clarified that in a later tweet. So definitely overall, this Omicron variant, there's a lot of unknowns still with it. The more information we get, the more we've learned in so far that it's more mild than expected, but it does spread faster than expected and companies 
companies like Pfizer, Merck, and J&J are already on it, investigating whether the vaccines, current vaccines work on it and what needs to be changed or designed in those vaccines to make it definitely work on it. So some very interesting stuff coming out on the Omicron variant over the past few days and today. Now, shifting into the biggest in those calls, we have Benchmark reiterating Roku as a buy going on to say, quote, this feels like spring of 2020, even including a COVID spike when bears argued that Roku would see increasing competition and decreasing leverage in 3P negotiations. While we acknowledge that competition has grown, we believe Roku will be a share gainer with upside to net ads both domestically and from international expansion plus total platform revenue outperformance leading to a similar upward share move. So benchmark bullish on Roku, reiterating it as a buy. You take a look at Roku stock and that sucker has absolutely been getting hammered over the past few months. It's actually down another 1.39% today and over the past three months, holy smokes, it's down 34%. Oh, no, that has to hurt. Um, so maybe if you're a long-term Roku person out there, you're buying the dip, but in the short-term, Benchmark likes it both on the long side for the long-term and the shorter term. They believe the stock could bounce back. Shifting in the truce, reiterating Amazon and Alphabet as buys. They go on to say, quote, we expect another record-setting e-commerce holiday season, plus 10% to 15% year-over-year, driven by a healthy consumer and highly effective digital channels, fine-tuned by two years of pandemic. We see Google as the biggest beneficiary, showing the highest year-over-year growth, but also Facebook, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and the Trade Desk, all names that they also believe will definitely benefit from this e-commerce holiday season. So, truce bullish on e-commerce, Amazon, and Alphabet specifically rating them as buys. We have HSBC reiterating Apple as hold. An interesting take, an unusual one, actually. A hold call on Apple? Well, lately, that's been rare because there's been a lot of bullish calls on that name. But either way, HSBC going on to say, quote, Apple shares have increased 22% year-to-date and 14.4% quarter-to-date, 25.2% and 7.9% respectively for the S&P 500. Driven by yet another record September quarter with revenues up 29%. Driven by strong demand for iPhone sales up 47% year over year and iPad sales up 21% year over year, coupled with 25.6% growth in services. So, in essence, your HSBC is arguing that the price is justified. They like it at the current price, um, but they do not believe there is going to be a crazy amount of upside over the coming months, but their growth is solid. Now, shifting into a call by Deutsche Bank, reiterating Micron as a buy going on to say quote our recent checks with the supply chain point to supply shortages limiting set builds in pcs and smartphones but that is offset by robust demand especially for server dram with enterprise it spending continuing to recover and hyperscale customers planning to invest aggressively for growth leading to dram price declines better than feared despite elevating inventory levels now to bank uh they also downgraded ups to hold from buy going on to say, quote, we have great respect for UPS's management team and the turnaround the company is pursuing and achieving. But after the 120% plus increase in equity value for a share since our upgrade 21 months ago, plus 70% versus the S&P 500 and greater than $100 billion of incremental equity value, we see risk reward as better balance. So when that's here, Deutsche Bank saying we like the current price, we don't see a crazy amount of upside in the future, and we like what the company has done over the past few months. 
months. Now, shifting into another headline, MicroStrategy buying more Bitcoin, according to the most recent filings, the CEO, Micro Saylor, coming out and saying that they did buy more Bitcoin. To be specific, they purchased an additional 7,002 Bitcoins. Holy smokes, at an average price of $59,187 per Bitcoin. A crazy amount of Bitcoin being bought, once again, by MicroStrategy. We do know in June that the company announced they would be selling debt to purchase more Bitcoin, and the company added $243 million worth of Bitcoin in September also, which brought its total third quarter bitcoins to 8,957. So in total, how many bitcoins does this company have? Well, they have an astronomical amount. That's right. This crazy amount of 121,044 bitcoins on the balance sheet as of today. Holy Toledo. Talk about a company that loves bitcoin. In fact, they are the number one corporate holder of bitcoin, surprisingly. So they have the most bitcoin on a balance sheet of any company, according to the most recent data that I have seen. And, you know, at the end of the day here, um, they acquired approximately $3.57 billion at an average price of $29,534 per Bitcoin, which means that the current value of those Bitcoins today is $6.9 billion. Holy smokes, this company is blowing it out of the water when it comes to Bitcoin. Now, in other Bitcoin news, we have El Salvador. Well, guess what? That country bought the dip. We know that El Salvador, they've been shifting into this crypto, basically, as their key I mean, as their key metric, as their key currency. It's pretty crazy. Um, And they bought a total of 1,100 Bitcoin as of October 27th. Well, they did buy that dip. They added to their core position. They purchased 100 more Bitcoin on Friday of last week after Bitcoin dropped 7.7%. And it was announced via a tweet from El Salvador's president, Nayib Bayoukli. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Man, some crazy names in today's episode. (laughs) Either way, he said, quote, El Salvador just bought the dip. He kept it pretty simple. They bought 100 bitcoins on Friday. Now, the nation also announced some very interesting stuff. Once again, they have that plan to sell $1 billion in tokenized 10-year dollar-denominated bonds. So they're selling, in essence, these Bitcoin bonds and Actually, they're talking about a Bitcoin city. So some pretty crazy stuff coming out of El Salvador. If you're a big-time Bitcoin investor, a big-time Bitcoin person, maybe a country to check out is El Salvador. Either way, it was a fun headline to throw in today. Some big-time buys in Bitcoin as crypto bounces today. Actually, quite significantly, after falling off, having some selling occur throughout the weekend over the uh, holiday Thanksgiving. Over Yeah, at the end of the day, that's really what happened. But thank you all for listening. I know this episode was a bit jumbled, but we got you through the biggest headlines of the day, and I hope that you will tune in tomorrow for the briefing. Once again, here at Running With The Money, we do these briefings every single day. We go through the biggest headlines as quick as we can, typically within 15 minutes. I also want to note that here at Running With The Money, we are team members of Pounding The Table. We're proud to be partnered with Pounding The Table, and definitely go give the boys over at Pounding The Table listen. You can listen to their podcast on Spotify, or you can listen to them on pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcast, at Pound on the Table, on Twitter, at Pound on the Table, on Spotify. Go check them out. Also, give me and my team a follow at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Luke Denny on Twitter, at me, DM me on Twitter. If you want a stock broken down, have any questions or have feedback on the show and the content we are releasing, thank you for listening. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>